Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Colby. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. Fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs Podcast. I'm your host, Big Jace, joined as always by my man, Joe McGuire, and Jared Jones. And let's recap last week, the Battle of the Plants. Caleb Plant dominates, dominantly defeats 20 to 108, three times by the judges, dominates the other Caleb Truax. Joe, what did you think of this fight? I think you meant the Battle of the Calebs as opposed to the Battle of the Plants, but point well taken. Uh, Epic beatdown, as you mentioned. He took all 12 rounds, goes to 21-0 in his career. Uh, Utilized a really cool left jab hook. Uh, Whatever that was, it worked really well. It set up his right through a ton of combos. Uh, Truex landed a, a couple of nice shots, but when he did, Sweet Hands would just eat him and keep on coming. Uh, he landed 179 punches to Truax's 47. After the fight, uh, Plant said that he wants to become the first undisputed super middleweight champion of all time. I'm sure he does. But uh, the path for Plant going forward means Canelo Alvarez, who's already got a date on February 27th, and assuming he wins that fight, he's already agreed to fight Billy With Joe who? Saunders in May. With who? Don't look at your notes. Billy Joe Saunders. Oh, yes, who, who, who the, the fight uh, February 27th, uh, Avni Yildirim uh, is oh. his next date. Um, so the question, the, yeah, the question becomes where where exactly does Plant fit in here? Um, he does have some mandatories. Uh, Danny Jacobs might be in order. But uh, one other thing to note in this fight, uh, Caleb hurt his left hand. Yeah, probably from slamming it up against Truax's face all night. And uh, we'll need a little bit of time to recover. Uh, which which might work out well because there's nothing for him till probably the end of summer at the earliest. Well, and can he compete with those guys? I mean, um, this was, like you said, hands down, really dominant performance. But when guys are that dominant, I want to see him finish. And not only didn't plant finish, he looked a little lackluster when he tried, when he was like, all right, I'm going to get this guy with three or four punch combo, and then I'll just go back to kicking his ass from the outside. Um, I'd like to see him try to finish. Um, that's what kind of pulled the Max Holloway fight for me is he the entire time was trying to finish that other guy. Get in here, stand toe to toe with me, trade shots. I'm going to finish you. I'm a fighter. And there was none of this. Eh, well, you know, I'm kicking his butt. I should just take it to decision. No, get out here. I'm a fighter. I want to fight. Um, I didn't see a lot of that from Plant. This is a great fighter. This is a top shelf fighter, but this is not a pound for pound elite. And the next steps for him are very, very dangerous ones. Well, yeah, you know, um, 
I think cardio's an issue for Plant, and as of right now, I mean, he's not in Canelo's league to last long enough. Canelo's definitely a a, a twelve round guy, and uh, it's pretty. Yeah, I love it. Um, but look, not for nothing, this was a great a great fight from Caleb Plant. I was much. I walked away a lot more impressed with him after this fight than I had been before it. So he's at least that he got that going for him. Um, but the, the super middleweight title, I don't know. He'd other than Canelo. Yeah. Other than Canelo, who's really crazy for it though. You know what I mean? No one's like, no one's dying for it. You break. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously the fights to make is Canelo. I think Billy Joe Saunders would be an interesting matchup with plant the, the thing with plant he, he dominated with his left hand but he also did eat up some punches he was hanging it low and uh truax was able to slip some in during the exchanges so if it is like a canelo a billy joe saunders someone who is on that upper level and not a caleb truax he th- those punches are gonna lean mean a lot more than what they did here Jared, who would you who do you think has a better chance again? Who do you think would dominate Plant more right now? Billy Joe Saunders or Canelo? What do you think um, Plant will win? Gee, I don't I don't know styles make fights, sure, but I don't know that there's anybody that Saunders has an easier time with than Canelo. Okay. Interesting. I think I think Canelo would dominate. Any anybody you put in front of him, if he's dominant, he's gonna dominate him more than Saunders. I don't see a fight where the style matches up so well that I'd rather fight Canelo than Saunders. I am not anybody in that weight class and say, you know what? I'd rather have Canelo. It's a more winnable fight for me based on Saunders style. I don't buy that. I wouldn't believe them if they did. All right. Okay. Joe, who who do you like more for this next fight for Plant? Canelo or Billy Joe Saunders? I know they both have fights lined up. They're both looking. Uh, I don't think he wants Canelo yet. Again, not that Saunders is like a walk in the park. No, but he's not. I think as far as, uh, you know, again, if if you're if you're plant, I don't. I mean, you you're you're not ready for Canelo next. You're this fight showed that to me for sure. So I would be very concerned with that. I I still think he probably has a ways to go. And at least another fight in him before he gets to either one of those fellas. So I think he's okay. uh I think he'll be fine for now. All right. All right. And that was recapping last week's fights. But now let's get in to a, a juicy who you got this week. Who you got the fight night cover athlete. Now earlier this week, EA Sports and College Football announced that they are reviving the college football franchise, which brings up the question, what about EA Sports' Fight Night franchise? I know we talked about this about a year ago, Jared and I, on the show about the idea of revitalizing a boxing video game. But, Joe, actually, I'm going to start with you, Jared. Who would be your cover athlete if they were to remake Fight Night? Now, I want to say first that I was ranked number four a long, long time ago in the original fight night online, I was a beast at that game. So I just want to say that out loud. I've never seen anybody with a world ranking like that when it comes to online video games because it's the whole world. 
they actually matched me with the number one guy and I got beat three times in a row and watched my ranking go 27, 72, 114. Um, but man, I was doing good in those fights and I wanted to fight. And that's how I want my fighters to be, honestly, is how, how I would take that fight. You know, I saw it pop up. I could have walked away and just waited and filtered through bums until my ranking got a little better. Wait for him to lose to somebody else. But what fun is that? Oh, yeah. So, um... So, yeah, I love the game. I hope they would. But when you look at the numbers uh, from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you. you damn right. <laughs> um, so it's hard to make sense of financially. Would I get it? Yes. I would get If they came out with a new system that had just that game for it, I would, I would absolutely be down. I would be one of the people who had it. But, uh. Hard to say, and I love this, who you got, who goes on the cover, because I don't feel like there's any one boxer that really stands out to me right now is like, oh, that's the guy. Um, I think I'd take Tyson Fury um, if I'm being realistic, but if I'm being really honest about who I want on the cover, it's still Loma. This is what I think fighters should be aspiring to look like this should be the best 130 135 pound fighter in your video game and he should be impossible to hit and really hard to beat if you're good at using it so who do you who, who do you put on the car i mean I, it might still be loma even with the loss and again that's what i want my fighters to look at who else went up a weight class and fought an undefeated lion that nobody else wanted to fight guys aren't doing that right now Love that guy. Even with the loss, you can't take that one loss and and hold it. You know, Hagler, Marvin Hagler had some losses. Watch those fights, because if I'm in Hagler's corner for every one of those fights, it's hard to say he. I mean, I scored the the Sugar Ray Leonard fight for Sugar Ray, but you could make an argument for Hagler in all of his losses. You know, and Loma, could you make the argument he was coming on late? He was he was a little bit small, but man. That's the guy. I've got a guy I want I want Elliot and Trin watching when they're when they're doing pad work. That's the guy I want them watching right now. So that should be the cover of the of the video game, even with the loss. All right. Joe, do you see it? Yeah, it's a tough sell, Jared. I, I'm feeling you because you know I'm a Loma guy, but coming off a big L like that, I you know, Marvin Hagler didn't uh was never the face of a, of a video game and, and it's because of the losses. Um Canelo Alvarez. I know the name's sort of been bandied about. Uh, it, it seems like that might be the guy. He does have a $300 million contract. He's a big name in but boxing. The guy he's he, fighting next won't be in the game. Won't even the, exist in the video game. I, How many hundreds of fighters would the game have to have before? What the hell is the guy's name? I'm Honey, just, you even listen, said it earlier. I was but, impressed. But listen, I don't know this is, name. I haven't paid enough attention to figure out what the guy's name is that's fighting Canelo Alvarez next. Jared, wouldn't it be nice... If you could make Canelo's fights for him on fight night, you could you could fight Triple G. You could fight uh, the Charlo brothers. You could make those things happen, and and because Canelo's never going to do it, so yeah. this could be your chance through video games I'll to see what Canelo could be. You're right. I'll fight him first, get my payday, and then we'll find out how good a boxer he is. <laughs> now, but yeah, that's my plan, Joe. 
the person I would like to see on the cover, of course, is Terrence Bud Crawford. But according to his own promoter, he's not a draw, so we're not going to sell any games. So I'll go with the guy you mentioned. I think once Tyson Fury finishes off Anthony Joshua, unifies the heavyweight championship, he'll be the face of the sport. I love this guy. Uh, I think he's one of the, the better speakers uh, in, in, in all of boxing. I could listen to that guy. Uh, speak at length. I would love him to be on the cover of that game. And if not, what are the Paul brothers? Oh, my God. I mean, want to sell those games. It's not outside the realm of possibility. And I hate hate the fact. And Floyd. (laughs) Yeah, Jake Jake Paul. Fight night five. (laughs) I'd rather see him in Fright Night Five. (laughs) Yeah. No, but uh, I, I I agree with you, Joe. I, I do think Bud Crawford's the guy. I mean, if you want someone to actually represent the game as a whole, that's doing the best job representing boxing. Maybe Bud Crawford should be the highest rated guy in the game, like be the ninety nine overall. I but like that. Cover athlete. I, I right now you got to go Anthony Joshua. I mean, that guy is – he's a poster boy of boxing right now. Like, I mean, look at how he's built. He's built like a like a, like a, a Greek god. I mean, th- th- this guy will sell it. This is the perfect guy to put – I thought he was going to say Anthony Johnson. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait a minute. Is Conor McGregor considered a boxer or an MMA fighter? Because he says he's a boxer. Well, no, yeah. I mean, as far as Bud Crawford goes, he's a class act. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't get the the respect he deserves. All right, so, yeah, maybe let's go down a different road here. Who would be the highest rated? Do you think that Loma deserves that 99 overall, Jared? Uh, No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with Bud Crawford, yeah. And, I I mean, I agree with Joe. You're trying to sell video games. It's tough because we want to be able to differentiate between the best fighters and the biggest draw. You know, you can't put 50 Cent on the front of a boxing game. He fights Mayweather. Is that a draw? Hell yeah. But is he a boxer? No. It's ridiculous. You need to to separate this out. Um, And, no, I'm totally comfortable with Bud Crawford having the higher overall rating. I would actually be comfortable with Joshua having a higher rating than Fury. I think he's a better boxer. Do you agree I think with that, he gets Joe? mauled in that fight, but skill-wise. Close. It's close. I don't know. Well, I mean, again, we'll find out in real life before we ever get to a video game. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, then there'll be guys with Wilder that can beat just about anybody because they have figured out how to land that punch, and he's going to have that power rating. So, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yes. He'll have a 100 for his power, but an 88 for his boxing skills. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Frazier in the first game was the heavyweight. Uh, 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 like Ngannou in uh, the UFC games now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that, that, that was a great who you got but before we get into the preview of tonight's fights here's a little message from clovercrest media group when i was 12 years old i became a jack nicholson super fan this happened almost overnight on an evening in february 1997 
when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! <laughs> In those 20-plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. There is You Don't Know Jack podcast. Make sure you check that out if you love Jack Nicholson. Uh, Clovercrestmedia.com for a bunch of awesome podcasts, including this one. But let us talk about the UFC fight night this weekend. Overeem versus Volkov is the main event, but let's start things off with the co-main event. An interesting bantamweight matchup as number two ranked Corey Sandhagen goes up to face, I mean, takes on Frankie Edgar. The winner of this could find themselves in the title hunt for the uh, winner of Jan and Sterling. Joe, what do you think of this fight? All right, let's break it down. Sanhagen, 28 years old. He is tall. He's 5'11". He got a 70-inch reach, 13-2 with five knockouts, three submissions, and five decisions. Uh, he is a 4-1 to favorite going into this fight. Uh, submitted once in his career and lost one decision. He's a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, although you would not have guessed that in his fight against Aljermaine Sterling when he got choked so out. Oh man. oh, man, it was that was that was a rough fight. Again, for a guy who does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he was on the ground for a long time and just ultimately couldn't get out of anything. It was uh, it was sad. Sanhagen has a degree in psychology, Jared, from the University of Colorado, which I found to be pretty mind-blowing. Um, you don't you don't see a lot of that. Um, in his 13 wins, six of his seven opponents uh, 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 were struck out. Uh, he's got a 6.8 significant strike per minute. I mean, this guy will just clean your clock over and over again. Uh, he mixes up the style. You'll see him switch between southpaw and orthodox, which tends to really not only confuse his opponents, but and you saw it the, again the Max Holloway fight with uh, Alexander the Great. You saw that that bit of hesitancy, and you're you're going to get that in a Sanhagen fight for sure. Uh, Frankie Edgar, mind you, 39 years old, an absolute legend in the business. Five six, 68 inch reach. 24 and 8 for his career, 17 knockouts, 13 decisions. He's only been knocked out twice uh, in his entire career. Former uh, college wrestler, D1 wrestler, he does Muay Thai, first degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, trained under Henzo Gracie. Big wins in this guy's career. He's, you know, obviously the, the fights against BJ Penn, which, mind you, all in his prime. All three wins against BJ when BJ when his, was in his prime. He's beaten Cub Swanson twice, knocked out Gray Mater to end the trilogy. An absolute beast in the ring, tough, gritty guy. Averages 2.28 takedowns every 15 minutes, um, which I think he can use against Sanhagen, who has very questionable takedown defense. I... <clears throat> Edgar is very technically sound. I mean, San, Sanhagen, to his credit, absorbs 4.08 punches per minute. Frankie has a 66% strike defense rate. I love Frankie Edgar, one of my all-time favorites. But I did get burned voting uh, or, or uh, going against Sanhagen last time. So I'm going to take Sanhagen. I think this one goes the distance. I think this will be a, a great fight. 
I think there'll be a lot of back and forth. I don't see Sanhagen taking out Edgar, but I think at this at 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 his advanced age, I just think that this could be too much. Uh, Sanhagen certainly is uh, an up and comer in this in this division. So there you have it. I agree with everything except for the pick. Oh, I'm down with everything except for the pick. This is the second number two underdog, biggest underdog on the card. Um, it'll be the biggest upset on the card. Um, Frankie will hold up better with his stand up than people think in this fight. And he's superior wrestling skills on the ground. Yes, 39 years old, but. Frankie Edgar turned back the clock tonight and upset Sanhagen, and I agree with everything else. Sanhagen's up and coming. Edgar's old and on his way out, but I'm taking the upset here. I think Edgar has it in him to beat this guy. I think his jiu-jitsu's better, his wrestling's better, and his stand-up is going to be better than people think. Great fight, though. Fighter than night, probably. Can I tell you what made me go against Edgar in the end? 39 years old. That doesn't help, but he's lost three of his last five. <laughs> yeah. Three of his last five, and he lost Ooh. to Zombie. He lost to Korean Zombie. He lost to Ortega, and he lost to Holloway. All bigger guys. And yeah, San, Hagen, San Hagen's 5'11". And then one of those big guys, and that's the only thing I worry about Frankie is it seems guys like this tend to give him fits at the advanced stage. If this was 10 years ago, I'd take Edgar to knock his block off, but. But I think Times he knows he's going to need takedowns. I think Edgar oh, yeah. knows that he's going to need yeah. that to beat this guy. And like but, you said, his takedown defense is suspect. Sanhagen ends up on the ground getting controlled, you know, half a round here and there. He could lose a fight by decision. I think to win the fight, Sanhagen has to stop Edgar. I, 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 Sanhagen I, I, do it by stoppage. I agree with that. I, I think Sanhagen is going to get that stoppage. I think he's going to wall Frankie Edgar. They're going to piece each other up on the feet. Frankie's going to look for a takedown. Corey Sanhagen's going to cinch in a guillotine and then get Edgar to tap. I, I, I think Edgar spent too much time. He, he he spent too much time at featherweight. He should have moved down to bantamweight sooner. Get get in with the Dominic Cruises, the Uriah Fabers, the, the, the TJ Dillshaws. He should have been part of that. This is a new blood of bantamweights, and, and he's just the, the old lion, and and the young lions are gonna kill him off. And for the, the, the I don't see Frankie having this is the highest I see him getting at bantamweight. To be honest with you, maybe he loses this fight when TJ Dillashaw gets back off his suspension. That's a fight you make, but uh, I mean I don't see Frankie Edgar getting past him. I think Sandhagen submits him early in the fight. Uh, they piece each other up on the feet. Edgar goes for the takedown, and Sanhagen finds a submission in there. And I see Corey Sanhagen walking away victorious here. And next in line after the Jan Aljo's fight. This will be Frankie's last significant win. That's what you think? Okay. That's what I think. I hope that happens, Jared. I'm with you. I'd like to see him get a phantomweight title shot. It's look again. It's it's not like Frankie Edgar's a bum here. That's not. That's certainly not what I'm suggesting. Matches up pretty um, well with Jan too. What's that? Matches up pretty well with Jan too. Oh yeah. If Jan yeah. finds a way past Sterling and Edgar can be Sanhagen, head that we might be looking at a champion here at 40 years old. Wouldn't that be cool? 
because Shop I'm not, I'm not the putting guy. my money on it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, because so yeah. the idea that it could happen there. just feels good. You're saying yeah. there's a chance, I like that. I mean, this is bantam weight, not heavyweight. You can't have a 40 year old champ, I'm sorry. But uh, speaking of heavyweights, let's get on to the main Silver event champion and, and 40 year olds, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talk about an old man, Alistair. Overeem takes on Alexander Volkov five versus six in the UFC heavyweight division. I mean, Alistair on this Overeem's on this last final hurrah, this last push to get that title shot before he retires. In my opinion, Overeem is like the best heavyweight striker in all of mixed martial arts history. Decorative, former K-1 Grand Prix champion. Joe, w- break this fight down for me. I, look, I love Overeem. He's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, 25 knockouts, 17 submissions among those 47 wins. But he's had the lights turned out on himself 14 times. Yeah, That's insane. Oh. And as you pointed out, Chase, one of the most well-rounded and most respected guys in the heavyweight division. It's why his career has been able to last this long. He's got a great background in Muay Thai. Uh, Used to be mostly overhands, hooks, and knees. He's learned how to become a much better grappler. I don't know if you guys know this. This is pretty wild. He's a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, Uh, that's one belt up from white, which they literally give you when you sign up. (laughs) <laughs> 30 years in the MMA, Jace, for $230, you could be one belt behind Overeem in Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu. That's serious. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Big Man's won uh-huh. six of his last ten. They've all been knockout wins. I believe all four losses have been knockout losses. Uh, guy's only gone uh, past the fifth, uh, only gone five rounds twice in his entire career. One was a knockout win. The other was a knockout loss. The problem is if Overeem wins this, and I don't believe he's going to, all four guys that are ranked ahead of him have knocked him out cold. So I don't know where he goes from here. Drago, on the other hand, six foot seven, love this guy, 80 inch reach, 32 and eight, 21 Ks, three submissions, eight decisions. He has been knocked out twice and submitted twice um, in his career. He's a black belt in karate. He utilizes the uh that that karate kick very well. He's also a uh, brown belt in in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a former heavyweight champion in Bellator and M1 Global. So these guys have both you know enjoyed the glory outside of the UFC. Unlike most tall fighters though, Drago imposes his size and his exceptional reach. Uh, he takes a fight straight up uh the old one, two, lots of head and, uh, and front kicks, really good takedown defense. Uh, if you saw his fight against uh, big ticket Walt Harris, I mean, it was a kick to the solar plex that basically caused Harris to drop his arms. And then he went in for the kill. Um, when you look at uh, the people who have beaten Volkov, Czech Congo, Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, uh, these are, these are big strikers, uh, but he's always moving forward. Uh, he forces his opponents to, uh, circle close to the cage. He doesn't get into wild exchanges, which is another thing I noticed with Overeem guys tend to get a little insane in the ring with him and it sets him up. Um, Volkov 
counters at a 60% accuracy rate. Um, Also should be noted that the loss that he suffered uh, to uh, the Black Beast, it it occurred with 11 seconds left in the fight, if you'll recall. That should have been a victory for Volkov. Uh, in, in reviewing the fight again yesterday, uh, I had remembered and it exactly what I thought it, it, as I remembered just before the knockout, he got hit with the same punch. It didn't land flush. And yet, for some reason, he didn't see it coming just. three seconds later. It was right to the jaw and it laid him out. Uh, he is the betting favorite in this fight. I think he's just going to come at Overeem. Who this is Overeem's? This is how he fights now. It's just hands up here. Don't don't hit me. Um, I <laughs> just away. that's not gonna yeah that's not gonna work against Drago. I think he's gonna end up it's somewhere in the second round the ground to pound Herb Dean or whoever's gonna come in and be like all right we're out of here boys it's done and then Overeem can right off into the right sunset because the they're look Volkov's right behind him so Volkov moves up in the ratings and now you could say all six guys ahead of Overeem have knocked, him, knocked out. him out <laughs> not good not good gatekeeper <laughs> I can't uh I can't really pick this fight I mean I if you're betting on this fight take the underream um I love it's it it's not <laughs> thanks it's not going to go the distance um volkov if you have to take one or the other but either guy could land a punch and, and finish this fight straight away somebody's going to bed it won't go the distance and that's that's more my prediction than taking volkov is that we'll finish inside the distance for sure all right I, I, i'm gonna go over him volkov doesn't have that i mean over him does have a i mean his chin is pretty brittle, but Volkov doesn't really have that necessarily big, usual heavyweight knockout power. And I think that's where Overeem gets a, the problem. And, and I know, Joe, you, you talked about how Overeem's just a blue belt. He does have a nasty guillotine, though. Overeem has utilized that before in the past. And so if Volkov looks to try and take him down, I mean, Volkov isn't outstanding on the ground either. So Volkov's just gonna punch and punch and kick and punch. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be a lot of that. Uh, Don't worry about. There won't be. No, yeah, yeah. and I mean, you're talking about the most decorated striker in the heavyweight division. You don't think Overeem's gonna know the 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 thing where that Overeem gets caught up now with his losses is that power, and I don't think Volkov necessarily has that insane. One punch. I don't think he's gonna need it. Hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't be me if I didn't touch on what Tony just said. We're not doing our diligence when it comes to safety in a sport with people where people die. If we're overlooking the fact that he's been knocked unconscious 14 times with 18 losses and still giving him fights like this. That listen, I've I've had the lights turned out like six times, I think, and I remember the later ones getting you're foggy for a while and that while gets longer and the foggy stays longer and it gets foggier and i can't if i'd been knocked out 
14 times to try to imagine adding eight of those foggy episodes into my life and onto my brain and putting that onto the, the mileage of my body. Man, that's hard to imagine. That's really hard to imagine. Haven't haven't been ah three out of the four kids. So what so are we talking about? We up to seven feet knockouts. Jeez. Yeah, jeez. And you're talking and sp- maybe sparring here and there. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna sleep 17 times. Dude, I stopped hardcore, you know, a sit-down chat with Dizzle where hey, you're not that guy in scrub scraps anymore that's just gonna take the biggest kid that shows up that nobody knows anything about and fight him once a month. You're not that guy anymore. You're you're you know late thirties or whatever it was, um, and it's not that you you can't be that guy anymore. You know the lights go out a few more times and stuff starts getting foggy and nobody needs to see that. And that's it for Overeem, man. You can't be this guy anymore. Seventeen times on record, you've been knocked out. No way, dude. That's too much. We've got to at some point there has to be a check and balance for this in our sport. There has to be. We can't just have fundraisers after he's brain dead. That doesn't make sense because a lot of less people show up for the fundraisers than show up for the fights. I can tell you that. I personally know those some guys who can't think anymore. And those people that were there screaming for him during the bright lights are not there anymore. The people that want you to go to war and trade punches in every fight are not the same people that show up to the hospital. All right. This should not be overlooked, Tony. I I agree. We can't just yeah. say that and move on without. Very well said, too, Jared. You know, I, I mean, again, that's right. That's what the fans want. We want these guys standing toe to toe and 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 bashing each other, right? Uh, guys start leaning in on each other a little bit, and we get like we get impatient. Hey, you know, allow this guy to like get his bearings together for a minute. These are these are two large humans slugging each other in the head over and over again. Um. I, you know, it's funny when I watch guys get tied up, I don't, I don't get like frustrated. Like a lot of fans do. I just think like, I wonder if they're talking to each other. You know what I mean? I wonder if they're like, like, dude, just come on like eight, 10 seconds here. You're Let's a just, great hugger, man. This is nice. This is nice. All right. Ready on three. We'll separate. Ready? One, two, three. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I get it. It's a tough sport. Uh, sometimes I watch it and I watch guys get clipped over, and I'm like, oh god, how? Where where is that coming from? Like the that that giant heart in your chest or something. Um, but look, Overeem's. Uh, this guy clearly loves to fight. Yeah, he clearly loves to fight, and. I give him all the credit in the world because, again, I, I, I mean, you know, we've seen guys get knocked out once, Jared, and it all, it all falls apart. And this is a guy who can take his licks, and you know, I think for that reason, as long as he stays healthy, you know, I don't mind watching Overeem fight a little bit more. But we, I think well, you're, we really got to, oh, yeah, got to really it's watch like Katie these. Taylor's. Yeah, it's like Katie Taylor's last fight. Um, I can't remember her name, but you know, some of this when when you're a fighter and you're in that condition, and I'll tell you, I I kind of washed over that conversation with uh with my little brother Dizzle about you know telling me when it was time, but uh, there were a lot of tears in that conversation that that I'm not that guy anymore. You know, that's tough when you're a fighter to yes, 
Yes, changed his whole life. The person yep. that he is is different. It's not just a fighter. We can see it in the octagon, the new Tony Ferguson. But his wife has a new Tony Ferguson. His kids have a new Tony Ferguson. You understand what I'm saying? We can't ignore when those things happen. And I got rocked in a fight was what happened. I was fighting a kid that was, you know, 315 pounds and six foot five. And he clipped me with something. And I almost went unconscious in front of all of my family and friends. And, you know, ended up with it with a uh, pulled the fight out of the fire, you know, and was still had that. Hey, but I won the fight. Right. But we can't have that, dude. This is you have to move this into a different capacity. And that's 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 where we are with this guy. With somebody needs to care enough about him to save him from himself. No, yeah. And think about he's a fighter. I love the guy. He's a fighter and he gets out there and fights, and that's what I want from my fighters. But what I want even more than fighters who are gonna keep fighting and figure out if they're the best or not is the people standing next to them, is the dizzles to lean in and say. This is you've been you've had the lights turned out 17 times on record and it's time, man. It's time. Yesterday, uh, I, I, I caught a headline on my on my phone where I guess he's he's demanding uh, another shot at the title. Overeem is. Um, and my thought was, well, you better beat Volkov first before oh, you yeah. start running your mouth. But. Again, every single one of those guys in front of him, including Stipe, turned the lights out. Uh, is that is that a good idea for him to go back to? I, I mean, and some of those guys were vicious too. Yeah, Inganu like, blades like those were, and he's still like fighting that. That's rough. Like some of those knockouts, like some knockouts are all right, but those were vicious and gnarly. The Nganu knockout, I wake up sometimes and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like I'm over him in the dream. You know what I mean? And it's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, all right. I, I like that. Hey, I do Tyson Fury when I. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love that. Welcome <laughs> to the party, baby. <laughs> all right. We got Jared going with those uh with talking about those concussions, but so Jared, we're gonna end the show like we always do. And brother, hit us with that flurry. Um, I'd like to start with con congratulations to Jamal James. If you want to throw that graphic up for me, Jamal James. Uh, an American professional boxer has held the WBA welterweight title since February 2021, having been promoted from interim champion. The title held since 2020. So, uh, congratulations, Jamal James. I can imagine uh, he was sitting up in bed, leaning against some pillows, on his laptop in his bathrobe, scrolling through social media. And a uh, notification popped up and he had an email from the WBA. And then, you know, he read the email and called it, called his friend like, hey, guess what? I'm the undisputed welterweight boxing champion of the world. But he said, oh, man, how did you do it? And he said, well, I just got an email from the WBA. These guys don't even care anymore. They're not even hiding it from him. We talk sometimes about how they manipulate and secretly control the narrative. This? What are we doing? Like, what are what are we doing here? You got promoted 
champion. No offense to Jamal James. I'm sure he's a fantastic fighter, but I've never heard of him before. And welterweight champion without winning a fight doesn't make any sense to me. An email. You got an email that told you you were a boxing champion. We're making a joke about it. Now, now the Paul brothers are hard to blame, but they're part of the problem, the problem that we can fix. Uh, Floyd Mayweather just came out and said he wants to fight both Paul brothers and then have a winner-take-all grudge match against 50 Cent. The Paul brothers and 50 Cent. This is who Floyd Mayweather's going to fight next. None of those guys do I really blame for this. I blame the sanctioning bodies. I blame a system that has been set up for them to look out for their own best interests and never have to fight the next best guy. Do you remember the outrage? We mentioned college football earlier. Now, there was a time when the college football season would end and then we'd have a vote to see who the best college football team was. And it was such complete bullshit, excuse me, that the fans went nuts and demanded that the NCAA put the best teams on the field at the end of the season so that we could figure out who the best was. Because it's a sport after all and we want to know who the best is and we're never going to figure it out if we're promoting our champions. If we're calling them to tell them they are the best in their weight class because that doesn't make any sense. That's a title they should earn in the ring. Smoke and mirror show. Boxing has become a circus. We have plans. We have plans for it, though, with the Throwing Job podcast. Your friends here, we've got plans to fix it. We're going to start with scrub scraps at the bottom. And by the time we get to the top, these disgraceful sanctioning bodies aren't going to know what hit them. I promise you there are plans to fix all of this. We got big things coming up this year for scrub scraps and throwing jabs. So stay positive, stay supportive, stay tuned, and get your popcorn ready because we're going to fix some of this trash that has become combat sports thank you guys the cross and wrestling entertainment podcast presented by clovercrest media is what uaw fans have been looking for noah cross and tyler bard give their take on every week's episode of dynamite if you are a massive aew fan then it is time to join us every sunday at noon eastern standard time stay crossum thank you very much jared for that flurry uh throwing jabs the only combat sports podcast where you can laugh, yell, and cry all in one. Uh, not a lot of crying today, but we laughed, we yelled. And uh, thank you, Joe and Jared, for joining me. Thank you, for Clovercrest Media. Make sure you go check out clovercrestmedia.com for not to just check out the latest information on this podcast, but 30 other podcasts, not just sports, everything, politics, true crime. If you want to, if you're in the need for a podcast, go to clovercrestmedia.com. For myself, Joe, and Jared, thank you guys for watching, and we hope to see you next time. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event.